Hi, Joy. Thanks for thanks for joining. Oh, thanks, Bill. I've been looking forward to this. This is the highlight of my week for sure. Well, let, let's see if we can if we can make that the case. You <laughs> set a high bar, like right off the bat. <laughs> so you, Joy, you you've done like everything. You started on the law firm side. You've been on the on the vendor side. You you're running Milton now. So give give a little perspective in history for how all that happened. Well, it's it's interesting because I um my mother and I used to laugh about this all the time. I I have an unusual educational background. I went to the School of Foreign Service at Georgetown, and they give a degree called a BSFS, which is a Bachelor of Science in Foreign Service, and Georgetown's the only place you get it. And it's kind of designed for you to be trained and go into the State Department. And my mother used to say, you know, you spent all that time getting ready to work in the State Department and you know, you're working in an office. I said, I use those diplomatic skills every day. I'm just telling you, <laughs> I needed them from go. But, um, you know, my first job out of college, uh, you know, it was your first job out of college. I was working in an office for a bunch of us, uh, of solo practitioners who were sharing space uh, in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I was kind of a jack of all trades and I was trying to figure out when I was going to go to graduate school, if I was going to go to law school. Um, and my boss kept trying to get me to go to this technology training and I was the most technology phobic person ever. And I did everything I could to put it off. And finally I couldn't put it off anymore. I was convinced I was going to get fired from my job. So I go to this training and it was word processing, you know, cause that's what we did in 1982 in, in law firm. And at lunch, I called back to my office and I was like, this is great. I love this. This is like the best thing ever. And I've been doing technology with lawyers ever since. And, um, you know, I worked there for a few years Then I went to work at Sidley. And, um, you know, one of the things I learned really quickly is that the law firm community is actually wonderfully collaborative uh, at the staff level. Um, and I mean, I can remember a time when my friend Irene at White and Case, you know, had run out of labels and I was right across the street and she's like, can I come over and get some address labels from you? And I'm like, sure, no problem. You know, and and I learned that, that there was a lot more to it. And then, you know, in the mid 90s, I discovered what was then called LANA, which had been around since 1980. You know, I didn't, as my, my old firm, Sidley Austin, was never Wang. And that was the genesis of what is now ILTA, was called at that time, this name just trips off the tongue, V-Slug. <laughs> uh, which was the Wang BS legal user group. And, you know, we were never Wang. So I wasn't plugged into that community. And then mm -hmm. in 1995, I discovered LawNet. And I went to my first LawNet conference, um, which was at the Biltmore in Arizona. And I was hooked. I, again, on technology, I thought it was great. I've only missed one conference since then. Um, and, you know, that people started saying you should volunteer, you know, it's really beneficial. And a couple of people, uh, some, I bet you remember Bill, Joe Harif, when mm -hmm. she was a CIO at Morrison Forrester. Yeah. Um, um, Janice Ferguson, uh, you know, kind of twisted my arm and said, you'd really make a great volunteer. And so I started helping out, putting together programs and stuff, eventually became a board member, became board president, 
Um, and then when I moved over to the business partner side of the house, we were sponsors and I got to see the organization from there. And then when the right, staff- so you, you saw it from the law firm side, then the volunteering yep. side, yep. then being president of the board, then coming to the vendor side. You, you yep. just reminded me, by the way, of all the joys of converting off of, of informatics. That was uh, <laughs> that was so much fun for so many years, uh, getting getting firms off of Wang. All I could do was hear, um, you know, people talking about that. I mean, the two things I always thought were weird about Sidley uh, and a wonderful firm. I was so happy to grow up there, but we were never Wang and we were never Novell. Um, we put in an all PC, you know, PC network in 1988, we started rolling out PCs on a local area network that was really early. Um, and it was an IP network then mm-hmm. I won't say it was maybe the most stable network I ever worked with <laughs> in IP network in 1988, but it was, it made our experience really different. And at the times when firms were just moving off of Wang in the early nineties and the mid nineties. We were in a very mature, you know, network-based implementation, um, and that was that was a nice place to be. But we had a whole other set of problems that we were solving of software distribution and, you know, offline access and people wanting laptops and you know all the things that people still, to some degree, struggle with today. Um, yep. And you know, when the when the the CEO role became open at ILTA. Um, I was like, I felt like it was the job that I had trained for my whole life, my whole career. Um, but I, I told the the board that interviewed me at the time, I said, if you're looking for a professional association executive, that's not me. I will become one. You know, I'm an executive in other kinds of businesses, but I've never done associations. But if you want someone who loves the association unreservedly, knows it inside out, upside down and backwards and knows the industry well, then I'm your person. And the board decided that's what they wanted. And I've spent the last five years trying to prove that they were right (laughs) in their decision and becoming an association executive. But, you know, it's what what makes it possible is just this community. I said that at the beginning. I learned that very early on. The amount of sharing, the amount, the willingness to which people are going to be helpful. I've had so many folks tell me that come from other industries. They said we've not, we we never experienced anything like this in another industry. It's it's just different and uh, in a wonderful, wonderful way. It is, and it's it's such a such a backbone for the industry. I mean, I very much remember going to my first lawn. I was. I was never there for the the V slug days, but but I was uh, I was there at, at Lawnet at the Biltmore, uh, which you know it was a beautiful place, even if it's in in August to uh, uh, to hang out, and it's just something that you look forward to, you know, every every single year to get back together with everybody. It's totally true, and and in fact, just today we were talking about. You know, because the size of our event, we have to book hotels pretty far out. Um, and there's always a, you know, how many, which hotels can we really go to? And part of it is that, that our members and our business partners, our whole old community loves that 
well, they kind of, they love the resort feel, but even more that they love that sense that everybody's kind of under one roof or more or less under one roof. And they know that if they're walking through the hallway, the person they're running into is probably another ILTA person and right. someone they would want to talk to, someone that they would want to meet. Um, and they just, they love that. And so that, that changes the profile, the properties where we can go, it, you know, it's a big event. We can't go to the Jacob Javits Center or McCormick Place, or we wouldn't want to. It's not our personality. Um, so, well, it, it makes the frankly being in a uh, conference uh, location like that would would really change the networking, right? So the well, yeah. being being all together is is very crucial to the Hilticon feel. Yeah, it was funny. The first year I was on the business partner side. Uh, one of my colleagues was with me. It was her first Ilticon. And we were walking through the hallway. I'd go into our demo room or something. And she's like, I'm not walking with you anymore. I can't get where I'm trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, wait till next year. It'll be like that for you. And that's one of the beauties of it. You can't get to where you want to go as quickly as you want which is just fine because you're running into all kinds of old friends and new friends, you know, people that maybe you've only ever seen on teams or on zoom. Right. Um, and you have the to connect in person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's such a strong desire to get back in person now. So I, I think, I think this year is going to be, I mean, last year was, was great. Everybody was back, but this year feels like it's just going to be on a whole nother level because of the, energy and desire to be in person i think so too and uh right now as of this minute we're tracking for it to be in the top three um in terms of number of attendees that we've ever had um uh, my marketing people would be upset if i was more specific than that. <laughs> um and uh um but that's exciting i mean we're at over 1300 the number that i measure personally, is I look at full week member registrations. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of the benchmark. And we're over 1,300 um, as of yesterday with six weeks to go. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So what So what, what are you looking forward to uh, this year? I mean, you're right in the middle of, of planning and all of the last minute things that come together. Um, I think we have um an exceptionally strong educational um grid and program this year uh, i was teasing my team because i was going through and looking at it before it was published and i said do my eyes deceive me or is there no email management topic on the grid that's got to be the first time in 20 years there hasn't been an email management topic on the grid um i'm not sure that means we've licked it i think we've just kind of surrendered to doing whatever <laughs> we figured out up to this point um you know, these days it's impossible to have a, a technology conversation without talking about AI. It's just not possible. And um, I think we've got nine AI-related topics. But to me, what's so interesting about it is people are starting to think about all the different aspects. So, yes, there's straight-up technology selecting a product like any other product, but how is this different? Um, there's a regulatory landscape that's emerging as being very confused and conflicting uh, right. across jurisdictions. Um, we've got organizationally these what we think of as emerging technologies 
don't always sit right in IT, especially in a big firm. They might sit in the innovation function, which might be under IT, it might not. Um, we're thinking about applications on the business side, not just the practice side, like using um, natural language processing, large language models in help desk tickets to deal, you know, have chat responses to frequent questions. I'm looking forward to hearing all the perspectives that people have on this, because in in the conversations I've had in the last two months, people are all over the place on this issue. Are they blocking chat GPT? Are they not? Are they experimenting with, with BARD? Are they thinking about Harvey? Are they, you know, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the second thing I think is I'm looking forward to hearing what people are talking about other than AI. It's not, you know, because it's not the only thing that we're talking about. And one pro one issue that um, isn't going away is hybrid work. Um, I think yeah. a lot of firms have been trying to get people back in the office, and that doesn't necessarily mean they've been successful. Uh, and as one CIO said to me, no one's going to fire a partner for not coming to work three days a week. Okay. Um, so people are trying to really still cope with what, how the pendulum is going to swing there or whether it's going to settle someplace predictably right. and what that means for how we work, when we work. Um, and I think those conversations are still really interesting. Um, it seems like people have forgotten that pre-pandemic partners worked wherever they wanted to. Like this, is, this isn't a new, new concept. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just that they were expected to show up occasionally. <laughs> uh, and the staff and the associates are expected to be there every day. Right. And, and so, yeah, it's it's a leveling of the playing field in a way that maybe isn't completely comfortable for everybody. Um, they're also, um, we have a very um, nice contingent of corporate law department folks coming this year. We're doing a dedicated event for them on Tuesday and Wednesday. And um, I'm hoping that they're going to let me sneak in and listen to their, some of their conversations because um, back to the AI topic, uh, one of the things the corporate group is talking about is, is outside counsel guidelines. You know, I hear from the law firms, we're getting lots of outside counsel guidelines about AI, um, but how are the corporations making those decisions? Who's driving it? Is it the law department? Is it some kind of corporate IT or governance function? And and what happens if a law firm comes to you and says, we want to use, you know, X or Y product? Um, that's going to be a very interesting conversation. So it's looking at it also from the client perspective. And then, you know, I always look forward to the exhibit hall, Bill. I mean, I could spend three days there. I wish I had the time to spend three days there, not only visiting with, you know, longtime friends, um, and seeing what's new, what some of the well-established companies are are up to. I mean, I'm sure that NQ Zebraworks will have interesting things to talk about that are new at Ilticon. And uh, and I also want to see the startups. I want to see what kinds of companies are emerging. Um, I was laughing with somebody the other day. It's like, I promise you there are not, you know, we have 29 startups and they're not all contract lifecycle management companies. <laughs> that seems to be the... You know, one of the big things, but, um, you know, I want to see what's interesting. One of our large firm CIOs said one of the reasons she loves coming to Ilticon is to stumble on things she wouldn't otherwise encounter. And that could be with an existing business partner. 
with a new offering, or it could be one of these startups. But it's the opportunity to really focus on thinking about what's next. And that's the exciting part, right? Maybe that says kind of Ilticon in a nutshell. It's an opportunity to spend a week really thinking about what's next um, with other smart people who are also thinking about what's next. Yeah, that, that is, uh, that's the perfect way to look at it. Um, uh, a couple of comments on, on some of the things that you mentioned. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the day when, when AI is not a separate category and it's yeah. actually embedded in the technology that we're using because that's when the real power is going to come through. Agreed. Uh, and, and that's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to get products that are really designed for the specific use cases in legal and they're going to make a, you know, they're going to make a lot of sense. I mean, we all use AI all the time right now. We just don't think of it that way. That's right. Uh, and the, your comment about uh, corporate counsel, I think, is a really interesting area because there's there's some real cognitive dissonance going on there because you hear clients saying, well, we want the benefit of, of our firms using AI, but we don't want you using necessarily our work product to feed mm-hmm. the, the system. We don't want it benefiting anybody else, right? So there's there's some interesting challenges that have to be worked out there. Well, and I think it's also one of those areas as I said, the, the regulatory landscape is very confusing uh, in this area right now, and that's that's going to, to make it tough. But also the, the maturity of the technology, at least the, the technology that's in our hands and not in the hands of Microsoft and Google and, and so forth, um, we don't know a lot about, and we're not used to that, you know? Um, So there's a lot of learning together here in this solving problems together and learning together um, that reminds me more of the early days of PCs than anything else we've encountered much in the last few years. So, Yeah, and I think the the classic Bill Gates quote is very much going to apply here, which is overestimating the change that's going to occur in the next two years, but underestimating what's going to occur in the next 10 years. Yeah, and that is that's absolutely true. And I think the other one, and and I don't know who coined this phrase originally, but um, our friend Matt Homan uses this all the time, is the pace of change is faster today than it has ever been in history, and it's also the slowest it will ever be again. <laughs> right. So so appreciate it while you can. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Um, but it's just, I, I always tell my husband this about going to, to Ilticon when it was Lawnet. There is sometimes there's honestly nothing more fun than talking shop with smart people. No, that's just fun. And so when, when you're going through the halls at Ilticon and the exhibit hall, at, you know, at breaks at lunchtime, yeah, sometimes people are talking about movies or music, but mostly they're talking shop. Um, and smiling, which is a good thing. No, it's it's that part of it is that affirming, like, oh, my God, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's having that problem. Right. And then part of the, oh, you figured out what you figured out how to solve that. OK, hold, hold on. I'm going to take some notes. Um, yeah, uh, that's just so I'm definitely looking forward to all of that. So. Uh, it sounds like you and I have roughly the same number of 
Ilticons under our belt. So I think we ought to celebrate that somehow. Yes, I, I missed a few more in the middle there because I left legal for a little bit, but um, mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't stay away. So uh, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, but you're. Uh, you know that that ability to talk to somebody who's already faced the problem that you that that you are now encountering and being able to work through that with them, you know that that sharing real world experience is is enormously valuable. It is, and it's it's great to talk to other people who are in your job at another corporate law department or law firm or law school or whatever it is. But also having access to so many business partners who are solving these problems with dozens of customers every day. Uh, I know we did a program earlier this year on um, using Teams as a phone system. And it was a day-long program. And we had one panel that was a very, very large firm, a very small firm, and one that was a consultant that had done across the board. That was so valuable. Because it's like, here's this one person's real world experience, number two person's real world experience, and number three saying, yeah, I've seen both of those models, plus these other five models that you didn't talk about. And you can consider those when you're making your decision on how to proceed. And so real world experience comes from a variety of sources, and it's all in one place. Um, yeah, just ILTA throughout the year, it's all in one place. You can access People, I used to have this joke with my executive director at, at my old firm. He used to call ILTA your hobby. That's what he called it to me. It's like your hobby. But one day he called me into the, his office and said, I need to know what Latham and Watkins, Jones Day, and Scadden Arps are doing about this. How long do you need? I said, well, it'll take me five minutes to walk back to my office, five minutes to get back here and report to you. Fifteen? <laughs> and, and that's just the truth of it. Um, and then he stopped calling it my hobby. So that was that was progress. <laughs> well, the, the first significant mistake that you avoid because of, of being able to ask for that advice, you know, more than pays for the membership for, you know, that decade. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And again, the willingness of people to share is the thing. It's just the culture that's unique and and wonderful and um you know i just look forward to that family reunion kind of feeling um every year although the the run-up to it is is very busy and very hectic uh in a wonderful way but then when you get there you don't care because you're just there and it's happening and people are having a a great experience and you get to watch it and such a sense of pride of being part of it, you know, in whatever role it is, whether you're a volunteer or a sponsor or an attendee or or on the member of the staff, it's great to be part of it. And the also the depth of our volunteer culture even makes that more meaningful. I mean, you know, I was having a conversation with someone today that I was explaining in our process for how topics are submitted and speakers are selected and, um, you know, there's a hundred plus volunteers on the Ulticon committee who vet topics, you know, try to make sure there's no duplications. They complement each other. We got the best speakers for every session. I mean, we had um, over 650 speaker applications for 80 sessions this year. And that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. And the, the, the volunteers at, at Ilta are just, are just incredible. 
they really are. And um, they give so much. And, uh, um, and I know, at least for me as a volunteer, I got a lot out of it. But that's not why people go into it. That's, that's a secondary benefit. They go in because they have the desire to help and to enrich others. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's great to be part of. And when I talk to, to my colleagues, my counterparts at other associations, uh, whether they're in legal or outside of it, um, there's a fair amount of volunteer involvement. There's no question. But the level of volunteer involvement at ILTA really is on a, it's a whole separate tier um, in terms of how many volunteers we have and the, and the kind of work they do. And, um, you know, starting with my wonderful board of directors and we're seating a new board uh, on Thursday at Ulticon, our new our board will take, take over. And we have for the very first time uh, a president from outside North America. Ooh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're you're expanding in 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 two directions internationally, and then also with more focus on small uh, small firms. Yeah, it's um I think small firms have are are understanding um some of the value, and I think part of what we've seen is a real change there, where it used to be the small firm IT manager uh, was the kind of Jack or Jill of all trades, you know, and they installed printers and monitors, and they picked financial systems and and they did a little bit of everything. And we're seeing now so much at very small firms that that senior IT person is managing a series of managed service providers of one sort or another, or, or a series of SaaS applications. That's a skill set. And so recognizing that and providing programming for people whose jobs have changed in that way I mean, part of what's really important for us is is knowing what roles and jobs are emerging and which ones are diminishing. You know, it's it's no secret that compared to 10 years ago, the number of people with title like network administrator, that's a lot different than it was. Um, But you have a lot more people that are cloud architects. You know, you didn't necessarily have that 10 years ago. And we have to keep up with that to make sure that we're remaining relevant. As I said, I was very excited that there are no email management topics on the grid. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not because the problem's been solved, but. uh, (laughs) I think we're at the doing the best we can category. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you have to declare victory and. uh, uh, And move on and move on. So what's your favorite ILTA moment, Bill? Your favorite ILTA moment, ILTACON moment? Is there one you can point to? Well, I mean, personally, for uh, it, it's it's hard to, you know, when I when I uh, sold my first company to to Thomson Reuters Pro Law, mm-hmm. we announced that at uh, at ILTA, mm-hmm. and we were sitting there the night before putting little uh, Westlaw t-shirts on zebra beanie babies in order to make the, you know, the connection between the two. Uh, so, you know, that was, uh, that, that was, that was a great event to, uh, uh, to happen at Delta. It's, uh, you know, there's some irony in coming full circle now and, and, and TR selling off uh, Elite and Pro Law. Elite. Yep. But that's how, that's how these things work out. Yeah, it was uh, 
yeah, you're right. Totally full circle. There's no question about it. And um, there was one acquisition that happened recently. I was talking to a CIO about it and he's like, yeah, I don't even almost pay attention to these anymore. The companies just move around. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Just like the, just like the people move around. Um, But, you know, I'll tell you another thing I enjoy every year is maybe someone that I met at their first DeltaCon when they were on the help desk. And now they're the IT director at their firm. Right. Or they were the trainer and now they're the head of knowledge management. Um, And to watch people's careers progress over the years um, and to know that that Delta had a part of that, you know, that gave them some support, some information, some connections that they needed. Um, that's, that's terrific. That's, uh, that's, that's very terrific. Of course, I won't mention it may also make me feel slightly old, but we just won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that, that career development uh, element uh, should, should really be appreciated because what you, you know, what you learn from the connections you make and from your peers and from educational sessions like that's that's such a uh, critical component in in making those kind of career jumps yeah it really is and it's also the thing like i can't tell you how many people um had reached out to me during the time i was with a business partner saying okay you made the jump from a law firm to a business partner. what was it like i'm thinking about doing that um was it hard what kind of problems did you encounter was it what you expected I was so happy to be able to share that insight to help people make decisions because you you and I have seen through our careers, Bill, that's a lot more fluid, that line, than it used to be. You know, it used to be that your business partner, you're always a business partner. You're inside, whether it's a law department or law firm, you're inside. Now it's it's pretty, people move back and forth. And, and employers in recognize the value of that perspective um and and having the combined perspective and i think that's a positive thing too um very very positive yeah absolutely well joe i know this is like uh uh, crunch time for you so i really appreciate you taking the time out for us to have this conversation it was very enjoyable thank you it was my pleasure thank you bill anytime i look forward to seeing you in person in orlando uh Keep cool. <laughs> That's what we're all trying to do in the middle of summer. And uh, um, for everyone listening today, I hope that we gave you a few smiles and uh, some information that will be helpful to you and that we'll see you, uh, I hope, in Orlando. We're going to be there. Thanks, Joy. Mm-hmm.